looking forward to the game today. Well, Al Sharpton, the regular manager of the baseball team, is sick today. And the owner wants you to fill in. And it's important that you become familiar with all the players' names, especially since some of them are a little strange. Oh, I'm done. That's right, I'm down at six, so you'll be taking his place. Say what? Say what's over in right field. So who's on first? No, Jews on first. Says who? The owner, White. White is on the team? That's right. With Jews on first, the man on second, Mr. Charlie at shortstop, and it's a conspiracy at third. Now, wait a minute. Who's at shortstop? Mr. Charlie. But now, isn't that a conspiracy? No, a conspiracy's at third. So then who's at first? No, Jews on first. Preach on. Preach on his Say what, my brother? Say what's right, Phil. My brother is catching. So, now, my brother's catching right on. So where's the conspiracy? Preach on. No, right on is in left field. A conspiracy's at third, and my brother is catching. Preach on. Preach on. That's right, preach on. Amen. Is playing center field. Say what? In right field. Says who? Whitey. Preach on. Preach on is pitching to my brother. So, uh, Jews on first. I'm down. I thought you said he was old manager. No, I'm just saying I'm down. I'm down what? Is that first? No, Jews on first. So, Jews on first. The man is at second, Mr. Charlie is a shortstop, and then it's a conspiracy. Amen, my brother. Center field and catch. Say what? Amen and right on. Now that takes care of the outfield. Right on and amen. So where is the conspiracy? Between my brother and the man. According to who? Whitey and Jews. See, this is all the work of Whitey's and Jews. Now, I understand Whitey's, but why the Jews? Because Jews is also captain. Over my brother? Right on. And amen and preach on, my brother. This is more confusing than the Tawana Brawler trial. Chance, I'm a bad motherfucker. Going at some motherfucker. 
Cause that young handsome motherfucker I sling that wood, I just nunchuck him And who you with? And what's your name? And you not hip, boo, I'm Wale And that DC shit, I rap all day And my eyes red cause of all that haze Don't blow my high, let me shine Come on a beat, let me take my time Nigga want beef, we can take it outside Fuck it, what bro? These hoes ain't mine Cause you out your mind, you out your lead I sweat no bitches, just sweat out weeds Wear out tracks, let me do my thing I got 16 for this rock, so thing But I'm almost done, let me get back to it Whole lot of loud in the low back wood Whole lot of money, big tip I would I put on the train, little engine could Oh yeah I am back, I am back with another one It's your boy King Known Uncensored, baby And we got some hot shit We got some severely hot shit So don't burn yourself you might need a contraceptive for this hot motherfucker right here. But, yeah, this is Game 6 Conspiracy. It's a C-O-N-spiracy going on. A lot of y'all ain't gonna wanna hear it. But I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna give this shit to you straight, raw, no chaser. That's why I told you you need a contraceptive. <laughs> but anyway... <clears throat> So, allegedly, this is heavily allegedly because this is from the horse's mouth. So, Jamie Foxx's daughter, Corinne Fox, posted an update on her father on Instagram talking about update from family. Sad to see how the media runs wild. My dad has been out of the hospital for weeks, recuperating. In fact, he was playing pickleball yesterday. Thanks for everyone's prayers and support. Now, my thoughts on this is simple. I'm not going to fucking budge on this Jamie Foxx situation until I see Fox. And who, in fact, was reporting that this nigga was clinging to life at a hospital? Was the people reporting this shit lying the whole time or they were being fed false information? Why were so many celebrities, you know, what I'm saying worried about him then? Something's not adding up here in my book. Somebody is playing with the algorithm. Who the fuck is trying to take Jamie Foxx from us? And who the fuck is lying on Jamie Foxx? I'm not going to get excited or do flips or do the Dominique Dawes until I see this motherfucker, Jamie Foxx. If that's the fucking case, then why is Nick Cannon an old girl replacing Jamie on his show, Beat Shazam? Why? I just don't understand. But if he is in truly in fact okay, thank you, Jesus. That's all I'm going to say on that. Now, Andre Iguodala has officially announced his retirement after 19 seasons in the NBA. I remember when Andre Iguodala came out of college and was drafted by the... Uh, By the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. And
Oh, man. I just got a YouTube comment talking about how you cope. I hope you cope with, with that L you just took with uh your four subs. I said, try 500, little ass nigga. Little puss ass boy. Little pussy ass nigga. Wow. I just got this through my phone. I just got this through my phone, y'all. Monty Williams got fired today. Damn. Oh, man. Come on, dog. Y'all motherfuckers is really ruthless in the NBA. A lot of people have been calling for this nigga head for a long time. And I just ranked this motherfucker the ninth best head coach in the league. Damn. Really? You thought... Booker and Durant with no fucking decent supporting cast was going to go to the final. I mean, I thought they was going to go to the finals. I'm not going to lie because I felt like KD was the piece, but Chris Paul got hurt again. I don't think you should have fired Monty Williams. I think you should this again. This is a, another bud situation. But, um, damn, man, that's fucked up. I mean, Monty Williams is a solid-ass head coach. I mean, I would love to have him in Detroit. What's up? He'll motive- He's another motivating head coach, man. He hard on his players. He don't play that shit. It was nothing more that Monty could really do here. Seriously. I, I told these people... On this fucking, on YouTube, man, that, and TikTok, that's, the Suns just don't have enough depth to really, like, get it done and close the casket on niggas. It was really gonna have to be booking Durant carrying. And those two can't do it alone. And that, you know, without Chris Paul, then DeAndre ate and quit. So, I can't believe that Monty just got fired just now. Like, I just got it through my phone. Like, I was just on YouTube responding to this fuck nigga. This bitch ass talking about four subscribers. I got 515, you faggot. Bitch ass nigga. Yeah. Get your weight up, little ass nigga. You see, my great mother, since Mother's Day is coming up, you know what I'm saying? Since Mother's Day is coming up, my mother told me something great one day. She told me that, you know what bots are? And I was like, you know, you have the bots on the internet and stuff like that. I was like, Ma, what's a bot in your definition? What's your definition of a bot? And you know what my mother said? My mother said that a bot is a bitch over there. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to use that. (laughs) 
when you're dealing with weak ass trolls that want to talk down and ain't got nothing going on for them. Yeah, because, you know, it was another one of them bronze sexual meat goblin motherfuckers. One of them bronze sexuals bragging in my comments, laughing at the my reaction to an old video I did about Clay. I'm like, damn, you've been holding on to that link? You've been dick riding me this long and following and swallowing, huh? Well, your jaws done got locked, nigga, from all that sucking and swallowing you be doing. Now, let's get back to Monty Williams. I had to go off real quick. So, anyway, I, I feel like that's bold. They did him like they did Mike Budenholzer. And then, he, then they went to the second round. I, even though I guess the team got tired of finishing in the second round, they felt like the improvement of the roster began with Kevin Durant, and they thought that they were going to get Kevin Durant from OKC, but they got Kevin Durant as a human. They got a mid-pack Kevin Durant Middleton. That's what they fucking got. But I feel like Monty Williams was not the problem. I felt like they just didn't have enough depth on that team. And then just Chris Paul just not being available. DeAndre Ayton just being just such a disappointment. And then he quit, which we'll get to. We'll get to all of that momentarily. But I had to get my shit off of myself. Pause. But Andre Iguodala retiring, that's crazy. But you got to look at Andre Iguodala's accomplishments. I mean, I remember him. What I mean, I remember him being in the slam dunk contest and everything. Iggy. Got so many memories with Andre Iguodala, man. I mean, he wasn't like a prolific scorer, but he was reliable. He was Mr. Reliable, y'all. Like, four-time NBA champ, a finals MVP, seven finals appearances, he was only an all-star one time, which is wild. Two-time all-defensive team and a gold medalist. Crazy. Salute to Andre Iguodala, though. You know, I was interrupted by that whole-ass nigga in my comments and Monty Williams being fired, so that usually don't ha that that That's why it's King Known Uncensored. You never know what can happen and what news you get. So finally, we going to get to all the game 6s, man. Let's go let's go ahead and let's go through with it. Game 6s, man. Let's start with the Boston Celtics defeating the Philadelphia 76ers 95 to 86 and the series is tied 3 to 3 and game 7 will be tomorrow. Marcus Smart has had a hell of a playoffs. 
This dude has low key when Brown and Tatum was slacking. This nigga stepped up to the plate. This dude almost had a triple-double. He had 27.7 rebounds and 7 assists. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum was kind of mid. I mean, Brown had 17. Tatum had 19. And Malcolm Brogdon had 16 points off the bench. He had... I saw Malcolm Brogdon going crazy. He had four three-pointers. It was just like... I think that was game four where he went off and shot all those three-pointers again. Derek White was three of five from three. He had nine. Philadelphia side of things, we had Joel Embiid, 26 points, 10 rebounds. Tyrese Maxey, 26 points. But the stinker was James Harden shooting hot garbage from the field, four of 16. Zero of six from three. Just the ultimate choke job once again. It just seems like James Harden can't be consistent. Like, he'll have a great game. Horrible game. Great game. Horrible game. And Philadelphia done fucked up, in my opinion. I think Boston's definitely going to take game seven. That's just my opinion. I mean, Philly could pull off the upset if they're really up for the challenge. But Philly is so inconsistent. I just don't trust them all the way. And Boston, I want them in the finals. I want them back in the finals, and I want them to low-key win the championship. This group of players deserves it. But Joe Mazzula got a tall task as a rookie head coach to take this team to the promised land. And they have to close out tomorrow in Boston at home. You got a home game seven to a franchise that got 17 championships. This shit might be over for Philly. I'm not going to hold y'all. We're moving on to the uh, Denver Nuggets winning the series. The Denver Nuggets defeated the Phoenix Suns 125 to 100. This was a massacre. Let's look at stats. Nikola Jokic, 32 points, 10 rebounds, 12 assists. Nikola Duncan does it again. This dude has been the most consistent player throughout the playoffs. This nigga low-key might be the MVP of the playoffs. Why you bullshitting? Contavious Caldwell-Pope, 21 points, 7 of 11 from the field. Jamal Murray, 26 points. Four steals. Jesus. Bruce Brown, 13 points. This was embarrassing for Phoenix. I mean, you had Kevin Durant had 23, but he shot 8 of 19. I I thought that he missed way more shots than 11 shots. I swear to God, I seen that man miss 15 to, to, to 17 shots, especially in that first quarter. He was like 0-7 to start off the game. 
D-Book was atrocious. He was worse. He had 12 points on 4 of 13 shooting. Cameron Payne, though, stepped up to the plate with 31 points. 12 of 16 from the field, 7 of 9 from 3, but it wasn't enough. The bench just was horrible. And what pissed me off the most was DeAndre Ayton sat out the game like a bitch with a rib contusion injury. Why are you seven feet? Why why were you born? Like your team is in an elimination game and you just going to sit out and quit like that? I hope Phoenix trades you to the Orlando Magic. I trade DeAndre Ayton to the Orlando Magic. He doesn't deserve to be on a good team. Even though there's a trade scenario that I think could work for Phoenix. More on that in a minute. But, man... The Nuggets just kicked their ass, and Kevin Durant was wildly disappointing. Horrible. This whole entire series. He had two great games out of six. That's not going to cut it. Like, you supposed to be... Man, there's so many people that call Kevin Durant the best player in the world. Bitch, where? Kevin Durant hasn't been the best player in the NBA since 2019. That was four years ago. Everybody want to bring up the foot on the line shit. Stop using that fucking whack-ass excuse. That was a two-pointer. Let that shit go. I'm sick and tired of Kevin Durant fans fucking defending him when he fails. Everybody fails. Michael Jordan failed. Kobe Bryant failed. LeBron James failed. Hakeem Olajuwon failed. Acknowledge that shit. Take accountability when your favorite player fails. My favorite player didn't even make the fucking playoffs. He failed. Despite having 50 and 60 point games, it's just like that wasn't making the team better. My favorite player made the all NBA third team. I didn't think he deserved to be on there despite his numbers being incredible again that didn't make those around him better it just made him better see what i did there when it comes to my boy damian lillard i tell the fucking truth that's why this is king known uncensored we don't censor shit around here bitch we don't censor nothing around here this is real talk real shit but anyway, land of the eliminated Phoenix Suns. Well, Phoenix has a lot of questions they need to answer. They already fired the coach. The question is, who is going to be the next Phoenix Suns coach? A nigga like Udoka would have got these niggas right, but he's already been picked up. I mean, Mike Budenholzer can get this Phoenix team to a number one seed. I think Budenholzer would be a good fit. In my opinion over there, I think that would be the perfect coach for these guys is Mike Bud, Big Bud might come through there. 
that's probably the only person right now that's available that could come right in and make an impact is Mike Budenholzer. Um, there are things that need to be addressed as far as bench depth. They should work the free agent market and to get role players to surround Booker and Durant. Now, I do not. Is is Chris Paul the free agent? Let me check Chris Paul's contract. God damn. So he's under contract and wouldn't be a free agent until 2025. And he's getting, he got 30, he got 28 million this year. Next year, he's getting $30 million. That's crazy. I mean, there are a lot of teams that could use Chris Paul. Like I conjured up a trade scenario that could work. That could help both teams, even though a lot of y'all might think I'm crazy and out of my fucking mind because I have an opinion. But I'm going to do that shit anyway, and I don't give a fuck what none of y'all pussy niggas got to say about me. I know what I am. So I think that Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton should get traded to the Milwaukee Bucks for Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, and Pat Connington. Now, how does this help both teams? It's simple. You get a bitch-ass nigga in DeAndre Ayton, but, I mean, 14 and 8. Giannis could do all the dirty work. DeAndre Ayton could just be there. And he gets out of Phoenix because it's clear that that nigga is not happy there. He's not happy with the touches he's not getting. Well, bruh, bruh, it's a reason why you're not getting touches, my boy. You butt cheeks. Nobody trusts you with the ball. You're not consistent. You Instead of just banging on the block and making hook shots and, and dunking the ball, you rather would settle for 15-foot jump shots. But, however... You get two starters. I mean, losing Lopez would hurt the Bucks because Lopez has been a part of that core with Middleton and, and Antetokounmpo for about eight, nine years, maybe. But I think also with the Suns getting Brooke Lopez, they get a three and D guy. 
who's more skilled, more aggressive than DeAndre Ayton, a better defensive player than DeAndre Ayton. Honestly, I'll take Brooke Lopez over DeAndre Ayton right now. I don't give a fuck how old and I don't give a fuck how young Ayton is. A lot of y'all niggas make a lot of excuses for him. Oh, man, he hasn't entered his prime yet. Oh, man, he's still young. When the fuck is he going to enter his true potential and get aggressive and average that 20 and 10 that he's capable of? But how does this help the uh, the Suns? I mean, you get Pat Connington, who could be a starter. Maybe. I don't know how you would run that. I would probably have to run Booker at the point. You get Booker, you get Middleton, you get KD, you get Brooke Lopez. I'd probably start that Landale kid. Jock Landale earned a spot, a starting spot this year for the Suns. I like Jock Landale. He a hustling ass nigga. I would try to go out and get a backup center as well to go alongside Lopez. Connington coming off the bench. That's a good six man for any roster. But I couldn't believe I can't believe I'm doing Atlanta the eliminated Phoenix Suns. I'm highly disappointed in their performance. I thought Booker and Durant was gonna tear shit up and they lagged out. Next up, we got Friday's games, y'all. The Miami Heat eliminated the New York Knicks as they, as the Miami Heat defeated the New York Knicks 96 to 92 in an old school style, low scoring battle. I'm going to miss the New York Knicks and the Miami Heat because that was the only real basketball series that we've gotten all playoffs. Now, the Sixers and the Celtics are okay. They have some moments, but it wasn't like this, where it's just raw, real, unadulterated, old-school, fist-fight basketball. But let's look at the stats. Jalen Brunson needed help on Friday. Jalen Brunson had 41 points, shot 14 of 22 from the field, 5 of 10 from 3. R.J. Barrett was awful. He shot one of ten from the field. Oh, my God. Julius Randle was bad, too. He did shoot three of 14, one of seven from three. But I cannot believe how bad that the New York Knicks left Jalen Brunson on stuck. J- 
Josh Hart contributed 11 points off the bench, but that was all, man. Miami Heat stats. Jimmy Butler had 24 points. But Bam Adebayo had 23 points and 9 rebounds. Kyle Lowry, Mr. Old Reliable, had 11 points and 9 assists. Max Struess, 14 points. My overall thoughts about this series is very simple. The Knicks was not ready for these guys. I mean, this is a team that's been to multiple conference finals. Like, you got to think about it. 2020 conference finals. 2022 conference finals. 2023 conference finals. This is a team with a genius head coach in Eric Spolstra that consistently gets these guys almost to the finals, if not the finals. I mean, this guy has, what, five finals appearances with and without LeBron. You got to give Spo some credit in this series. Now, they knew that they couldn't stop Brunson, but if they stopped everybody else, fine. But before I get to Land of the Eliminated, right, Stephen A. Smith, once again, dude, where is this energy for the white players? That's all I want to know, bro. I'm tired of this shit. Like, okay, criticize R.J. Barrett. He shot one of 10. Fine. But criticizing Julius Randle for having one bad game and saying that he need to be traded, that's bold. That's wrong. I mean, I don't think Julius Randle is a number one option and all that. He's technically not the number one option anyway. It's Brunson. But saying that he should be traded because he had one bad game is unfair. He had three good games this series. I'll give that to him. He was off and on. Randall is not a guy to depend on. I think Randall would be a great number two, number three to somebody. But you know the Knicks was lucky to even beat Cleveland. And you knew damn well that the Knicks was not going to beat the Miami Heat under no circumstances. So for you to criticize Julius Randle the way that you did on live TV and on Instagram is bitch made to me. Sorry, not sorry. I don't care. I hope you get keep that same energy if Jokic gets eliminated. I hope you keep that same energy. You ain't keep that same energy for Luka Doncic. For when he got eliminated from the playoffs. For sitting out. You didn't keep that same energy. Niggas talk. Niggas, niggas inboxing me talk about. Oh man is isn't that many white players that are out there. There's plenty of them. The European takeover is real. There are two top ten players right now that are white. And Stephen A. don't have no smoke for them. 
when they do bad. I understand that the Knicks are your team and you're disappointed. I would get on my players too. But saying that a player should be traded because they had a bad performance is wrong. Now, I do understand in the first playoffs that Randall played in, he was atrocious. This time around, he was a lot better and much improved. And he was really aggressive throughout the playoffs on both ends of the court. Now, does he take bad shots? Absolutely. But I feel like Smith went way too far. Now, land of the the limit. And then before we get to that, I'm sorry, but a lot of people in New York are calling for Tom Thibodeau to be fired. Really? Tibbs got y'all the furthest in the playoffs since Carmelo Anthony left. And this is the thanks that he gets. New York media and New York fans are, are, are so toxic. This is why I ranked the New York Knicks in my top 10 worst fans and fan bases. Because y'all don't appreciate nothing. And y'all just mad because y'all ain't won a championship since 1973. Some of the most ungrateful piece of shit fans in the world. I said it. Do something. Because y'all don't appreciate nothing. And the effort that this team put against a team that's been upsetting everybody. Everybody talk about the Lakers and how great of a feat that their accomplishment is for being a seven seed. What about the Miami Heat being an eight seed and getting to the conference finals? If the Heat make the finals, that's the second eight seed to ever be in the finals since 1999. That would be a hell of an accomplishment if the Heat and the Lakers get back to the finals. The two lowest seeds ever in an NBA final, that'd be dope. And then it then it wasn't a lockout season. Crazy. But landed the eliminated New York Knicks. I feel like they should keep this core together and add on to what they already have. Now, I'm not the biggest Mitchell Robinson fan. I would try to trade him. That's a person that I would trade. R.J. Barrett, too. You could get so much value when you trade a young cat with potential like R.J. Barrett. You could actually probably get a star player if you throw a pick in there. But the question is, which unhappy star would you go for? A lot of Knicks fans are saying that Damian Lillard would be a good choice. I don't know if Dame would leave this year, but Damian Lillard would be a guy. Him and Brunson would be an unstoppable backcourt. It'd be like Dame and CJ all over again. But much better and more aggressive. Now, the backcourt would be short. Taller guards would would take advantage of them on the defensive end. But Brunson and Lillard shoot enough threes to not worry about their... uh, Weakness on the defensive end. And I I mean, if you really going to flip Julius Randle, fuck it. But I wouldn't trade Randle. I wouldn't give up on Randle just yet. A lot of people are just too hard on Randle. I'm sorry. 
He's a good player. He's just not a number one option, y'all. Um, I say re-sign Josh Hart. I would say, um, mm. but y'all y'all is a little bit too rough on the New York Knicks. Them niggas done been through enough. You should be lucky if they have a winning season. But I feel like they could use another superstar or another star over there in NY. Just depends on what you want and how you want it. I mean Chris Paul once again That'd be a good pickup. I mean, Chris Paul's not a superstar anymore, but he's a solid point. Even though I don't think Brunson wants to play the two, but he can play the two. He kind of likes operating with the ball. So I don't know. I think New York has to upgrade at center. Isaiah Hartenstein's a good backup too. All right, last but not least. Let's talk about these Lakers. It's a conspiracy, yo. As the uh, Los Angeles Lakers eliminated the uh, Golden State Warriors last night. And I have a lot to say. And I know a lot of y'all not going to like it, but I don't give a fuck. We we tell the truth over here. We're not going to sit there and fucking lie. So, the Los Angeles Lakers defeated the Golden State Warriors 122-101. to Look at Golden State. Stephen Curry was the only, and Stephen Curry and Dante DiVincenzo was the only ones to show up last night. As Steph had 32 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. Those are usual Steph numbers. Dante DiVincenzo had 16 points. Kevon Looney did contribute 9 points and 18 rebounds, but that was about all. Andrew Wiggins, I hate to say this. I usually don't give passes, but I got to give respect, even though he did shoot 2 of 8. He did play with what DeAndre Ayton pussy ass sat out from, which was a rib contusion. He gave it a go and tried. I'd rather... Give credit to a nigga who try to play than a motherfucker that just quit. He didn't quit on his team and he a real one. Shout out to Andrew Wiggins. But but um Clay Thompson had eight points, shot three of 19 from the field, two of 12 from three. 
You got to give the Lakers this. LeBron James has played the Warriors so fucking much. He knows all their plays. You got to give a nigga like LeBron credit for remembering everything because he old, y'all. He about 75 years old, but his memory is A1 because he knows all the plays to get Clay Thompson open. So you could just tell with age, his IQ has improved over the years. His IQ wasn't always all that. But his IQ was on point throughout this series because this is a guy that has faced the Warriors four times in the NBA Finals. So he knows what the fuck they're going to do. But Clay Thompson laid an egg. A big ass egg. A golden egg. Because this nigga was atrocious. A lot of people are call a lot of Golden State fans are calling for Clay to be traded. Relax, y'all. Y'all gotta relax. Draymond Green nine points. I mean, these niggas did not help Steph out. But this begs the question. Steph Curry and Dante DiVincenzo were the only people that showed up. But the question is, last night, did Stephen Curry need help? Or that only applies to LeBron James? I just want to know something. Did Steph need help last night? I think he did. But a lot of y'all ain't going to say nothing because a lot of people picked the Warriors who who were the defending champs. I mean, it's obvious as to why people would pick Golden State over a 7 seed. But the Warriors team was a 6 seed. Draymond Green had the nerve to say this wasn't a championship group. Duh. Jordan Poole didn't do shit as always. Seven points. Three of ten from the field. Well, you know, we'll move on. let's move on to the Lakers stats and then I'll get into Land of the Eliminated Warriors. All right, Austin Reeves has been a menace in this series and an Achilles heel to the Warriors as he scored 23 points, five rebounds, and six assists. LeBron James had 30 points, nine rebounds, and nine assists. Hey, he got to continue playing like this if the Lakers are going to win the championship. Bron showed the fuck up and showed the fuck out. He was attacking the basket, 10 of 14. That's a that's probably I ain't gonna lie, y'all. This was LeBron James' best game of the playoffs. The way that he was attacking the basket, and LeBron, he usually does well in closeout games, from what I've seen from his body of work. But Anthony Davis was the story here. 17 points, 20 rebounds. Like, D'Angelo Russell, 19 points. Lonnie Walker III had 13 points off the bench. Rui Hashimura had 9 points off the bench. Dennis Schroeder and Draymond Green kind of got into it. And Schroeder got ejected. Now, that was a bad call. That was pretty bad. I think Draymond Green and Schroeder, well, I think Draymond Green should have been suspended. I mean, should have been uh, ejected. And Schroeder should have got a technical foul, and that's it. But Schroeder, I think, he didn't, he wasn't given a double technical. He was only given one. So he did get a, just one tech. 
But Schroeder got ejected because earlier in the game, he was disputing a call and he got upset about it. But Draymond Green definitely instigated that uh, skirmish. But overall, the Lakers just handled and took care of business. But however, there were a lot of questionable calls in this game towards the Lakers' favor. A lot of those fouls that D'Angelo Russell got was not fouls. You mean to tell me that putting a fingertip on this nigga vein in his arm is a foul? A lot of those calls that Austin Reeves gets, Austin Reeves was getting more calls than Steph Curry. This whole fucking series. Like, this whole series is a conspiracy. I'm sorry, y'all. I hate to be that guy, but I am going to have to be that guy. Check this out. For this entire Lakers and Warriors series, there were 139 personal call fouls called on the Golden State Warriors. There were only 97 fouls called on the Los Angeles Lakers. Now you got to you can't tell me that that's not problematic. Almost 140 fouls. Almost 150 fouls called in 6 games. This was clearly some bullshit and clearly a rig job. You want more information? You want more proof? Free throws. The Los Angeles Lakers shot 160 free throws this series. You want to know how many free throws that the Golden State Warriors shot? 80. 160 to 80. Twice the amount of free throw shot. I don't want to hear that they were hacking bullshit narrative. I don't want to hear that the Warriors shoot majority three-pointers because I got something for that weak-ass argument right now. I got some something for that weak-ass argument right now. We got points in the paint, y'all. Now, in game one, game one was the only game that the Lakers... Got points in the paint. more, Way more points in the paint than the Warriors. In game one, the Lakers had 54 points to the to the uh, Golden State Warriors, 28. 54 to 28 points in the paint. Game two, points in the paint. Golden State Warriors, 48. Los Angeles Lakers, 42. You can't say that they weren't going to the basket. This is the proof right here. Game three, Los Angeles Lakers, points in the paint, 46. Golden State Warriors, 44. Game four, Golden State, 52 points in the paint. Los Angeles Lakers, 46. Game five, Los Angeles Lakers, 52 points in the paint. Golden State Warriors, 50 points in the paint. Game six, last night, Golden State Warriors 48 points in the paint, Los Angeles Lakers 42 points in the paint. So you can't say that all the Warriors do is shoot threes 
if they were going to the basket and if their points in the paint numbers were close to the Lakers. 139 personal fouls to 97. 160 free throws to 80. It's a conspiracy, y'all. A C-O-N-spiracy. You can't tell me that I don't have nothing. You can't tell me that I'm wrong. I mean, you could disagree, but at least I put forth data and analytics to match up to my argument. You could call me a hater all you want, but I noticed a lot of free throws was called. A lot of free throws were given to the Los Angeles Lakers, and the Warriors were not receiving the same calls or the same amount of calls. There was only one fair game called for the Warriors in this series. Well, actually, I say three games. The two, the two games that the two games that the Warriors won. And game four was fair because the free throw attempts were around the same amount. They clearly wanted the Lakers to win this series. It's just like with me. Let the Lakers win something fair and square. Now Memphis, they beat Memphis fair and square. In my opinion, I think Memphis's arrogance and ignorance was what cost them their, that series. This series, you can't get away with murder on this one. I got the forensic evidence on bitch-ass niggas. Three out of those games that the Lakers won was rigged and unfair. I really hope that they don't fuck this Nuggets and Lakers series up, which we'll get to. We'll get to to the predictions of that in a moment. Land of the eliminated Golden State Warriors. The Warriors have to evaluate their future. Klay Thompson is demanding ignorant money that he does not deserve. I mean, dog. First of all, nigga, you signed a five-year, $190 million contract a few years back. And guess what? Two out of those five years, you didn't even play. Now, granted, you won championships, but you got your payday. You need to take a pay cut to help this team get younger, taller, and better or else you can get the hell on because that performance that you put up that 3 of 19 performance the Warriors management and Bob Myers seen that bullshit So, at the end of next season, check this out, guys. Clay Thompson is set to get $43 million next year. And after that, he'll be an unrestricted free agent. Now, should the Golden State Warriors let him walk? 
I don't know. I would try to get Clay to take a pay cut. Because, bro, you are not going to get $40 million a year. Kiss my black ass. You way be worth $19, $20 million a year. But that's all you worth. Let's look at Draymond Green. I mean, Draymond Green, 21 hours ago, had a quote. He said he wanted to be a warrior for the rest of his life. I want to ride out with the same dudes I rode in with. But Draymond, I heard that you were demanding big dog money. You want a big contract. And Draymond Green is coming back next year. He has a player option that he has the option to decline. And I highly doubt he's going to decline $27 million next year. He'd be a fool not to take $27 million and play next year. So Draymond, unfortunately, for the Warriors' sake, is coming back next year. He'll be a free agent in 2024. But me personally, I would let Draymond walk next year. It's time for a change in Golden State because um, I have a feeling that either Jordan Poole or Draymond is going next season or they're going to trade them both. Because Jordan Poole, I think he threw that series. Against the Lakers, I think he played horrible on purpose. I don't think it's Ice Spice. You know, I all that shit I've been talking about, Ice Spice and Jordan Poole, is all jokes. Because I heard something through the grapevine that Draymond and Jordan Poole got into another confrontation after the infamous confrontation that led to Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole. And Draymond's been bullying Poole all across practice. It's from the streets. So Jordan Poole has been discontent. And then, you know, they cut Jordan Poole's minutes in the Grizzlies series. And then, you know, he had that game one against the Lakers where he was incredible. And then... They cut his minutes again. And he was throwing shade to the organization. I truly think that the Warriors paid him too fast. They gave him too much money too fast. Because he's blowing $500,000 on random horse. No disrespect to Ice Spice, but y'all niggas know what time it is. Random women. (laughs) I truly think that the Warriors have to rebrand themselves and put better players better players than Clay, Draymond I mean Wiggins they re-signed Wiggins too but I truly think that they should try to trade 
Draymond, Wiggins, and Jordan Poole and try to put a better cast around Stephen Clay. I still say keep Clay. Not gonna lie to you. Clay had a bad series. Clay had one bad series. I think he needs to get the opportunity to redeem himself. Because if he has another bad series like that next year, then I just let him walk in free agency. Then we got that contract off the books. Then Golden State could upgrade their roster. I mean, if I'm Golden State, I'd go after a cat like Bradley Beal. Maybe Kristaps Porzingis. I think the Wizards and the Warriors should do a trade like that, something like that around those lines. I'll have that actual trade done on the trade machine by the next show. But, yes. Now, we got the Nuggets versus the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. A rematch of the 2020 Western Conference Finals in the fake playoffs. The fake bubble. I see a lot of y'all little niggas, man, are retarded. Before we get to that prediction. A lot of y'all little niggas is retarded. So y'all are saying that the bubble isn't a fluke because it's, it's looking like, you know, it's going to be Boston and Miami and Denver and LA. Y'all are a bunch of idiots. It's all about what happened the year after the bubble. Miami got eliminated first round. They got swept in the first round in 2021. Then, the Lakers got eliminated in six games by the Phoenix Suns. Ha! Denver got eliminated in the first round. Boston got... Wait a minute. What happened to Boston? Oh, Boston got eliminated too by Brooklyn in the first round. Yeah. So everybody the year after the bubble got eliminated in that conference finals got eliminated in the first round the next season. Now you tell me who won. I see them. They run. Now Nuggets versus Lakers. This is a very difficult series to analyze because From a talent standpoint, the Nuggets should beat the L.A. Lakers. They should. They have the superstar. They got the uh, one of the better second options in the league. You got a pass-friendly center. You got a point guard who's a point god in the playoffs. So you got baby playoff Jimmy 
and Jamal Murray. You got Aaron Gordon, who's big, who's strong, pause that. Who can, who can check LeBron? LeBron's not going to be able to just post up Aaron Gordon like he did Andrew Wiggins and Clay Thompson. You got Contavious Caldwell Pope, who's a 3 and D guy, always was a 3 and D guy, a former champion who used to play for the Lakers. You got Christian Braun, who's a rookie coming off the bench. You got Bruce Brown. You still have Reggie Jackson, who has yet to be used, and he gives the Lakers problems from his previous body of work. He gives the Lakers issues. If given the opportunity. Then you also have a backup center in DeAndre Jordan just in case all else fails. Then you got a young backup power forward slash center in Zeke Naji, who is what? In his third season? Who's also a solid player who can play. Then you got Michael Porter Jr. who's unpredictable. Michael Porter Jr. has to show up in this series. Bottom line, he's got to average 20 for Denver to advance to the finals. This is Nikola Jokic's biggest test here. The Denver Nuggets have not played anybody. Sorry to tell y'all. Like, I have been picking against Denver, except for the first round. Like, they played the Timberwolves. That's light work. They played the Timberwolves, who are not experienced yet, who have not gotten out of the first round. They played a depleted Phoenix Suns team, who centers a bitch. And the point God became the point fraud again by getting hurt, not being available. Which, was, which has no bench. So now the Nuggets play a fully healthy Lakers team. Who could go 15 deep? Who could go 12 deep, y'all? 12 deep. A loaded Lakers team. I'm not saying they're a super team. I'm not going to say that. But the uh, magic tricks that Rob Palenka pulled at the trade deadline was incredible. Now you've got a complete Lakers team now. Fully healthy, no excuses, Lakers team. You have two superstars in LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis was played like a free safety, patrolling every pass. This is going to be a different series, though. Anthony Davis is not going to be able to roam around like he did. You know, you're not playing against Kevon Looney. You're playing against Nikola Jokic, a two-time MVP, an award that Anthony Davis has never won. Put check, put that on for size. Pause. But however, Jokic is going against Anthony Davis. And Anthony Davis has always given Nikola Jokic problems. I mean, D'Angelo Russell and Jamal Murray is going to be a fun matchup. D'Angelo Russell can't defend an eight-year-old. Jamal Murray is going to get buckets all over that guy. But the wild card, the, the wild card is going to be K, KFC versus Austin Reeves. That's going to be an interesting matchup. I'm interested to see if Austin Reeves is up for the challenge. I think he is. 
Um, then you got, uh, I mean, who's going to start? Is Schroeder going to start or is Vanderbilt going to start? So if Vanderbilt starts, he'll be checking Porter Jr. That'd be a good matchup for, uh, that'd be a good matchup. I think Vanderbilt could give Porter Jr. issues on the defensive end. Then you got LeBron versus AG. I already told you about that. Jokic versus AD. I already told you that. It's all going to come down to the bench. It's Lonnie Walker Jr., Rui Hashimura. This is Lonnie Walker, the uh, the fourth, and Rui Hashimura's first playoffs. And this is the biggest games of their lives right now. Are they up for the challenge? Then you got Schroeder, of course. Like, the Lakers are a deep team. You still got Troy Brown Jr. That doesn't get any get much clock. So the Lakers are deep as fuck. But my prediction, I'm going to pick the Los Angeles Lakers to go to the NBA Finals in six games. Here's why. I think Johnny Law is going to intervene because Denver has home court. I truly believe that Denver is going to go up 2-0. And then in the uh, Los Angeles Lakers games, they're going to rig the fuck out of them. Lakers going to take them two games. And then I think in Denver, they're going to fuck the Nuggets out of that game. And then the Lakers are close about in L.A. And I think it's because of the referee help and Adam Silver. Because you saw the discrepancies that I pointed out in that Warriors series. You think that they're not going to do the Nuggets like that? Shit. That's why I'm going with the Lakers because of Johnny Law. Not because that they can legitimately beat them. Because from a technical standpoint, the Nuggets should win this series. They're the best team in the Western Conference. They're the number one overall seed. And the highest seed that's left over. They should win that series, but I don't think it's going to happen. Because again, AD gives Jokic problems. And AD has been great on both sides of the ball. I think LeBron James is going to show up and be solid. He's not going to be as dominant as he was the last series, but I still think he's going to give them a punch. But yeah, man, that's my show. I've been going a little bit way too long, but this is King Known Uncensored, Game 6 Conspiracy, and I'm out.